Good morning. This is Jay Jones Sr. We're coming at you with Life 101. How's everyone out there? And don't forget any questions or comments you can relay to my Facebook page entitled Mr. J. Look for the classic 1970 Cadillac Coupe DeVille convertible. Then you'll know it's me. How y'all doing today? We're going to start out on a, on a good note. We're going to talk about encouraging words. You know, there's never a bad time. I repeat, there's never a bad time to give someone an encouraging word because sometimes people are hanging by a thread and you might be just a person that keeps them from going over the edge. So it doesn't hurt to say something nice to somebody every once in a while. You might be the one that makes a person's day. There have been times when I've been out and about and I see fathers with their children. And one of my favorite things to say to these young brothers is go ahead and do that daddy thing. And you see, anybody can be a father, but not everybody can be a daddy. It takes a real man to be a daddy. Any swinging weenie can be a father. It only takes mere seconds, but it takes a lifetime to be a daddy. And I appreciate the fact that I am a daddy. It's one of the coolest things you're going to do as a man is become a daddy. Because being a daddy, that means you've left your footprints on this world properly. My fiance, Miss D. Williams, and I were shopping one day. And we saw a young man, he was he was perplexed. He was matching up different outfits, and he was trying his hardest. And when we got to the register, I said, go ahead, brother, and do that daddy thing. And he turned around, and he looked at me, and he said, man, I really needed to hear that. Thanks. And that kind of made my day as well because, you know, you, you, you get joy bringing other people joy unless you're just not a human being. But... Spread, spread joy to other people because you get it back twofold. You get it back twofold. One other day, I was uh, going to pick up my dinner at a Chinese restaurant. And there was a young man. He had his son with him. And I said, how you doing, brother? And he said, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm doing well. I say, I see you doing that daddy thing. And he said, you know, that's the best thing in the world to do. And I looked at him. I said, you sure right, my brother. I said, because you know what? He's going to be just like you. Whether you fellas know it or not, your children are going to be just like you, whether you're in their life or not. So be in your children's life. I stress this all the time. Be in your children's life. And after I told him that, the man shook my hand, he smiled, and he said, "You Happy New Year to you. And for me, that's the coolest thing in the world because we've got away from civility. You've, you hear me talk about that all the time. We, we've gotten away from treating people decently. That's what makes this world turn. All this hate and, and, and just, just, just nastiness, there's really no place for it, seriously. And now that that incompetent occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue has us on the verge of another war. We really need to learn how to be encouraging and be civil to one another because uh, there's no place in this life for anything else. At the end of the day, when you close your eyes at night, you want to be, you want to ask yourself, have I made a difference? Did, did I do something to help somebody else out along the way? Because 
I've been taught you serve God by serving others. And you often hear me making a lot of uh, references to God, but that's what's going to get you through. <laughs> that's what's going to get you through. That's the whole basis of Life 101. That is what's going to get you through. If you don't believe nothing else, I say believe that. Also on the parenting tip, the other day I hung out with my daughter, just her and I. Everybody else was at home. And I didn't realize how cool it was. You know, she's a senior in high school now. and By this time next year, she'll be in college somewhere. And it just amazes me how fast the time has flown. Because just yesterday, I was changing her diapers and helping to teach her how to walk and feeding her and whatnot. And now she's she's on the verge, she's on the cusp of womanhood. And brothers and sisters, they grow up before you know it. You, you blink your eye, you, you've got a toddler. You blink again, you've got a preteen. And you blink one more time, you've got the dreaded teenager. So... Take the time. Be there with them. Be there with them, you know, because as they get older, they may not say it, but they still need to know that they matter to you. They still need to know that they're number one. I was once late for a date and my date asked me, she said, why were you late? I said, because I was assuring my children that they still come first. And with my children, all they have to say to me is, Daddy, we need to talk. And I'm going to stop whatever I'm doing because that is priority number one. But getting back to hanging out with my daughter, Natalia, it was I was very impressed with her level of maturity. And I'm just surprised how she's grown into a young woman. And I really have to thank my village uh, the people that helped me after my wife passed away, you know, my uh, cousins, my older sister and my fiance, because uh, I am so proud that my daughter learned how to be a woman from being around other women. And the one thing I can't impress upon you enough, your children are watching you. They're watching everything you do and what you say. You got to be straight with them. Because if not, uh, they find out you're lying to them and giving them a, a round of bull, you're going to lose their trust. And they'll find other people to confide in beside you. I once had a neighbor. His son kept wanting to ask me for advice. And every time he'd ask me, I'd say, have you talked to your father? He said, no. I said, well, I can't talk to you until you talk to your father. And I told him I would be very upset if my son or my daughter went to some, someone else for advice instead of me. So brothers and sisters out there, make your children a priority. Make them a priority. Because believe it or not, when you don't have time for them now, they're not going to have time for you later. And remember, they may have to pick your nursing home. So Spend some time now, or you'll be spending time with Nurse Nurse Ratchet later. And uh, I don't think you want to do that. Okay. Uh, once again, uh, 
as I've always said, I have to really give thanks to Miss D. Williams because uh, she really helped my daughter cross into that threshold of womanhood. And it's amazing when while we were talking in the car, how I'm just, wow, she has really grown up. Because one thing I love to tell this story, uh, she was talking one day, uh, she said, Daddy, this guy asked me for my phone number. And she said, but I gave him the wrong number. And I said, why, baby girl? She said, Daddy, because he walks around with sagging pants and he talks loud and says nothing. And that just let me know that she was listening. Being around your children, does pay dividends, people. Whether you know it or not, take the time to teach them and teach them well because you don't want them out here in this world and they're being bamboozled and fleeced because it's very, very easy to happen. Like I said, if you don't make them a pri priority now, they're not going to make you one later. Believe that. And it's just like I always say, you get back out of life what you put into it. And that's just serious, serious business. Now shifting gears. The other day I was in the grocery store. And Tommy and I have often talked about how women today just don't, just don't understand about being treated like ladies. There was a lady, she was standing in line in front of me. And she was struggling holding a 12 pot. 12 pack of pop so i walked up to her i said excuse me ma'am uh why don't you take this and sit it up here right now until you can get further in line she just rudely refused my help no 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 that's okay i'll hold it right here i said well excuse me uh i was just merely trying to be a gentleman uh well if i had wanted a gentleman i would have asked for one and i just shook my head and i started laughing because it is extremely pitiful, it is extremely sad and piss poor that our women today do not know their worth. It, it, it is just terrible. It is just terrible. I am constantly talking to my daughter, explaining to her how she's supposed to be treated. If we're out somewhere and a gentleman holds the door for her, I tell her, that gentleman just held the door for you. What are you supposed to say to him? She says, thank you. Because it's, it's just amazing to me because I can always tell when a woman is not used to being treated like a lady. And see, I had four sisters. I had a very stern and strict mother. I had a tough-as-nails wife. And I've got an equally tough as nails fiance. And they not only expect to be treated like ladies, they demand it. And that's how it should be. Ladies, stop selling yourself short. Realize your worth. Don't allow yourself to be treated less than the queen that you are. Because you're, you're, you're only shortchanging yourself. These gentlemen out here today, <clears throat> excuse me, are only going to do to you what you allow them to do. They're only going to treat you the way that you allow them to treat you. And if you settle for just less than nothing, just so you can say that you have a man, my, aren't you shortchanging yourself? Before I got involved with my fiance, I went through a two-year drought period where I couldn't find a date. But you know what? I decided... 
I was not, I would rather be alone than lower my standards and settle just so I can say I'm with someone. Something I always teach both my children. If you settle, then less, excuse me, if you settle for less than what you want, you're not going to be happy. So it's better to do without than to be unhappy. Because I'm sure a lot of you have heard the old saying, and it's true. I can do bad and feel bad all by myself. I don't need no help. And you want to walk this road of life with someone that's going to be there and be down with you and be down for you. You don't want someone that's going to be pulling you in 30,000 different other directions because you're not going to get anywhere. Once again, sisters, know your worth. Demand to be treated well. Expect it. Otherwise, do without young men out here. Treat your sister well. Treat your girl well. Because you know what? It's going to go a long way in the long run. It's going to take you much farther. You get out of a situation what you put into it. If you treat her like a queen, then she has no other choice than to treat you like a king all day long. It goes back to what you always hear me say as well. Treat people the way that you want to be treated. Laboratory tested people, you can't go wrong with that. Treat people the same way that you want to be treated. You know, there's one thing I can't stress enough to, to, to you out there, listeners, is be thankful, not just for the big things, but be thankful for the little things. You know, whenever someone speaks to me, the first thing I tell them is, man, I woke up breathing. Because a lot of people went to bed last night and didn't wake up this morning. A lot of people left home last night and didn't make it back home. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be thankful. I mean, I'm thankful for my two healthy children. I'm thankful for the wonderful God-fearing woman who's about to marry me. I'm thankful for the roof over my head, the food to eat, clothes for my children, and shoes for their feet. What I'm trying to say, people, is the things that you take for granted, that you overlook every day, like going in the kitchen and opening a refrigerator, going in the bathroom and turning on the lights, taking that 15-minute shower, running up your parents' gas bill or running up your gas bill. Don't take those things for granted because uh, they don't have to be there. And one thing I don't do is spend time complaining about what I don't have because usually, usually the things you don't have are things you really don't need anyway. Seriously, be thankful. You know, like, for example, me, Whenever I go pay my bills, whenever I'm dropping those envelopes in the mailbox, I am so thankful because I, I couldn't, it, it could have been the other way around where you didn't have the money to pay those bills. And the thing of it is, if you don't have bills, you're either leeching off somebody or you're sleeping under a bridge. And either way is not the way you want to be. Either way is not the way you want to be. The other day I went in the bank 
And me and this lady almost started having church because, you know, I told her my usual. I woke up breathing, thank God. And she said, I know what you mean. I had lights in my house. I had gas in my house. You know, and, and that's really what's up, y'all. Take the time to be thankful. Seriously, take the time to be thankful because guess what? It can always be the other way around. It can always be the other way around in the blink of an eye. Serious business. And if you're listening to me today, what I want you to do is hit me up on my Facebook page, Mr. J, and tell me what do you have to be thankful for? List, list at least five things that you have to be thankful for. Because believe me, once you start writing that list out, you're going to probably need a legal pad. Because seriously, things could always be worse. And you're talking to someone that knows what it is to not have lights, not have gas, to open the refrigerator and there's nothing in there but uh, ice water and, and maybe a little ketchup and mustard. You know, you're talking to someone that knows what it is to not have uh, adequate clothing for the winter and not the proper shoes. And I'm thankful that I don't I don't roll like that anymore. So you may not think it. You may be looking at Billy and Susie Joe and sitting up complaining because you're not rolling like they are. But believe me, you don't know what Susie and Billy Joe are going to going through to have the things that they have. I told my younger sister, Crystal, that once. I said, Crystal, you see people driving nice cars, living in nice homes, but you don't realize the sacrifice they're going through to have the things that they have. Because believe me, the only thing that falls in your lap is rain, snow, and bird droppings, and not necessarily in that order. Most people, like you and I, we've got to get out and go to work to make it happen. So... Don't quick. Don't be so quick to look at other people and be mad. You better be thankful for what you do have. Both my cars are 13 years old. One car has over 200,000 miles on it, and the other one has 180,000 miles on it. And you know what? Each and every day that those cars start up, I'm thankful. Each and every day my fiance's car starts up, I'm thankful. And you know what else? I'm also thankful that... If they don't start, I have the means to get them fixed where they will start. You know, and that is no small feat. You know what I'm saying? People, I cannot stress to you enough about being thankful. Because when you're thankful for the little things, you really do get blessed with the big things. That's serious business. You know, you'll hear me reference my late wife a lot. And the one thing, watching her go through her cancer ordeal and losing her battle with it, it really taught me to be thankful for life. My late sister, who passed away this past uh, July, whenever I called her, she was always grateful and always thankful, would always tell me, Jay, life is good. And if you've got nothing wrong with you and you've got, you've got your health, whew, that's all the more reason, people, to get up and run outside and dance a jig because a lot of people would love to be in your situation. And that's just real. That is just real. You know, the other night, 
I attended a show at Nighttown to watch our hubs groove. And he did a tribute to uh, George Benson. And I was really impressed with the diversity that was in the crowd. And the reason why I was impressed with it is because music, it does foster diversity. The one thing about music is it's colorblind. If you like music, it, it, it's, it's just going to draw you to no matter what. You know, I remember as a child growing up on the urban radio station, I got hip to Edgar Winter's Frankenstein by listening to the urban radio stations. Run DMC teamed up with Aerosmith to do redo Walk This Way, and they got a whole new legion of fans. Herb Alpert gave credit to Urban Radio for his hit song, Rise, going to number one. We have to be colorblind. We have to applaud diversity in life. Do you, could you imagine how boring this world would be if the only flavor of ice cream was vanilla, if there was no other choice? We got to embrace our, our diversity and love it. And thanks once again, to that unqualified occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue who's made bigotry, ignorance, and intolerance acceptable. It is nice to go to a concert and just see people from all walks of life, all shapes, sizes, and colors just sitting back enjoying themselves. And it's just, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like being around diversity and different people because that's how you learn. And people, let's wake up. We're more alike than we are different. We all bleed the same blood. We all benefit from the same air that's floating around here. And as I've always said, I could care less what the nationality, what the color, what the religious background, I could care less any, any about any of that on a doctor who's trying to save my children or my fiance or my life. I could care less about any of that. Wake up, people. Embrace our differences. That's how we learn about one another. As a matter of fact, if you notice, sports teams and our military are the greatest examples of diversity because if, you, if you're having uh, mortar rounds, gunfire, if you're floating out at sea, you not all you care about is this person next to me. Is he going to have my back if something goes on? Like they always say, there's no atheists in foxholes. People, wake up. Let's celebrate this life. What, what do you think makes America so great? Why do you think so many people are trying to get over here? Because we're the melting pot. We're gumbo, baby. And it takes a little bit of this, a little bit of that to all make it sweet and make it work the way it should work. So wake up, people. Let's stop tripping. Let's stop being silly. Let's enjoy life. Seriously. Let's enjoy life. And on that subject of diversity, all you got to do is this. Go to a doctor's office or any place where there's a waiting room and there's toys. Children are going to play together. No matter what their creed, what their race, any of that, they will play together and have a good time. 
and be laughing. It's the parents that come out and break up that harmony. I am so thankful that my mother taught us you treat people the way you treat that you want them to treat you. If somebody's treating you nasty, you just don't bother with them. Leave them alone. Like I've said, and I've stated it on numerous occasions, this country is great. This country is outstanding. This country is exceptional because it took various people from different walks of life to make this country what it is. And anybody else that tells you anything other than that is doing themselves a disservice. You do your children the biggest disservice in the world if you teach them to judge people by the way they look instead of their character and how they treat you and their actions. Wake up, people. Our mission down here on this earth, each and every one of us, we're tasked with the, with the goal, excuse me, we're tasked with trying to leave this earth a better place than it was when we got here. And you do that by teaching your children to love, teaching your children to accept, teaching your children to give help wherever it's needed. Because after all, we have to remember this, people, and it's in your Bible. God made man in his own image. You know what I'm saying? So no matter what color you may look like, we're all a part of God. And we've got to stop this foolish, this stupid, I'm better than you, I'm more supreme than you. That is a ball of crap. Teach your children well, people. Serious business. You know, something else I want to talk to you guys about. Holding grudges. About holding on to slights. You know what I'm saying? And I'm guilty of it myself. And I really have to work at, you know, holding grudges. Because, you know, when you hold grudges, you're putting shackles on your feet. And you're just miring yourself in quicksand. It's preventing you from flying. And most of the time, the people that you're holding grudges against don't even know that you're still mad at them. Don't even know that you've given them power over you as such. You got to let go. You got to let go. When this new year came in, I decided it's a new decade. So I'm leaving all the past everything from the past decade back in the past decade. It's time for new beginnings. It is time to, to realize that the longer I hold on to this grudge, I'm keeping myself from receiving blessings that could come my way. <clears throat> and like I said, I'm just as guilty of that as most of you are because I'm like an elephant. I never forget but sometimes, you know what, you're going to have to learn to forget because it benefits, you, it, it, it benefits you none. It's like a rocking chair. Holding that grudge is just like sitting in a rocking chair. It'll give you something to do. But guess what? You're not going anywhere. You're standing in the same spot. And after all, we are human. 
We all are human. And, and we all remember, we, we, we remember the negative more so than we remember the positive. But see, like I said, the longer you hold on to a grudge, the longer you're giving that other person the victory in your life. Seriously, you're giving them power over you. And the thing of it is, they're going on doing their own thing. They're not paying you any attention. One of uh, my favorite passages I like to read in the Bible is Romans chapter 12, verses 19 through 21. And to boil it down, what it's saying is that person that has done you bad, treat them well. It says, uh, if, if your enemy hungers, give him something to eat. If your enemy thirsts, give him something to drink. For as you do so, you're heaping hot coals on their head. Vengeance is mine. And see, most people may think that something's wrong with you because you're being nice to them even though they've slighted you. But I read somewhere a long time ago that karma is a witch with a capital B because what you do, always comes back. Always. The one thing I've always taught my children, when you do good, it comes back. But when you do bad, it comes back even faster. So the thing is, you don't, you don't want that bad coming back on you because the person that you've done that wrong to usually gets to sit there and watch you get your comeuppance. I remember as a child, when my mom first gave her, gave her life to the church, this lady, we moved into this apartment building, and this lady just kept on picking it, just, just trying, to, trying to poke the bear. She kept on bothering my mother. And we, we knew how our mother was. We would look at each other and like, how come, my, how come, how come she ain't, you know, grabbed her up and, and said a few things to her? And all my mother would keep saying is, I'm going to let the Lord handle it. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to let the Lord handle it. Well, lo and behold, this same lady bothered the wrong person's children. And the, 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 the lady whose children she had bothered grabbed, caught her in the middle of the street woo, and administered a beat up, a serious beat down. And my mother stood right there on the porch, and I'll never forget what she said. She said, you see, I didn't have to do anything. And the Lord sat back and let me watch her get her head tightened up for bothering somebody else's children. And it's true. Sometimes hold your peace. Hold your peace, and the Lord will fight your battles. Serious business. That's why don't hold any grudges. Don't hold any grudges. And you know what? Uh, it does work, though. It does work forgiving your enemies, praying for them, because usually they get what comes to them. They really do. They get what comes to them. <laughs> Believe that. Now, getting back to the other night when we went to the uh, concert, we shared the table with, uh, with uh, two lovely senior ladies. They were enjoying the music, and they were quite knowledgeable about George Benson. Dee, my fiance, she asked the ladies, well, what was your profession? They both grew very quiet and unsettled. And then they said that they both worked for Planned Parenthood and in, in administrative capacities. And uh, 
what was funny, what was funny was that uh, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't ever be afraid to talk about where you work. But for, uh, I, I was really surprised because honestly, people, Planned Parenthood is an organization that should not be vilified, but should be applauded because personally, I'm pro-choice. And I really feel that no old judges, no old men should have control over what a woman does with her body. I feel these so-called evangelicals are being hypocritical to the max by overlooking all your president's transgressions and outright lies because he's appointing judges who are pro-life and who are going to over, try to overturn Roe versus Wade. I had the, the blessing to be in the delivery room when both my children were born. And brothers and sisters, let me keep it 100. If I had to give birth, civilization would stop as we know it. Because whew, it, it taught me a greater appreciation for my wife. Because what a woman goes through giving birth. I no longer say that stuff about women are the weaker sex. Men, we may be stronger physically as far as men able to pick up pick up heavy things and all of that. But whew, <laughs> until you've witnessed the joy and the miracle of giving birth, whoo, my goodness, uh-uh. No man or anybody for that matter has the right to tell a woman what she should do with her body. They just don't. I just, I just think that's, that's, that's just. Next, next, you're going to be telling us men what we should do with our bodies. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, in my opinion, that's a decision that's between a woman and her God. If you don't believe in in in, in pro-choice, if you are pro-life, that's your opinion, and keep it. You should keep it to yourself. You know, for example. A lot of people don't smoke, but it's not like they're going around saying, let's just outlaw cigarettes altogether. A lot of people don't drink, but they're not going around saying we should just ban all alcohol because it's a choice. You don't, you, you don't, you don't believe in abortion, then don't do it. That's all, you know, but the thing of it is we need to mind our own business and stop worrying about what people do in their bedrooms and, and, and what people choose to do with their choices. That's their choice. That's their, that's their right. That's one of the things that makes America great. We have choices. We're allowed to make choices. And I just don't think that someone should have the right to tell my fiancé or my daughter what they should do with their bodies. Because I'm not going to tell your wife or your child or your sister what she should be doing because that's her providence. You know, you know, when I decided I didn't want to have any more children, so I took the necessary precautions to make sure I didn't. No one else, no one had the right to tell me that you shouldn't go through with that procedure because personally, it's none of your business. Second of all, 
who's going to take care of all these unwanted children? Who's 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 going to who's who's going to take care of all these unwanted children? You know what I'm saying? Like I, like I said, watching a nine month pregnancy, a woman goes through a lot mentally and physically. And if you, and and they go through this most of them because they want to do this because they love the mate that that impregnated them, but to make a woman carry a child that she doesn't want, whew, you're putting that woman through something and you're going to put that child through something. Wake up, people. Mind your own business. Let people do what they want to do. I've always been of the mindset, as long as you're not bothering me, as long as you're not bothering my children, my lady love, do what you do. Because I can't control what happens in your house because I don't pay bills at your house. One thing my late mother always said, clean up your own house before you try to clean up mine. And most of these pro-lifers, they get in a situation, they're going to fly to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> Believe what I tell you. They're going to fly. So... Mind your own business. Leave people alone. Let them do what they want to do with their bodies. Now I'm done on my. I'm done being on my soapbox. It's just the fact that there are more important things that we should be worried about instead of worrying about things that don't concern you and worrying about other people's business. As I've always said, if you have time to worry about others' business. You're not worrying about your own. And I have enough to worry about myself in my daily life, to worry about what my neighbors are doing and what their daughters are doing or their mothers are doing. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. Uh, usually the things I say are my opinion, and I welcome your opinion. Once again, feel free to contact me on my Facebook page, Mr. J, look for the classic 1970 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Then you'll know you're on my page. I welcome your thoughts. I welcome your opinion. And guess what? It's okay if we disagree. It is okay. As usual, thank you to Mr. Tommy D, my board dude. i like to say thank you to my lovely fiance, D. Williams, because... I'm doing this because of you. You believed in me, and I thank you so much. And to my two children, Jay the second and Natalia, daddy's living his dream. And guess what? You can live yours too. I love you to death. Shout out to Bishop Eric Kincaid Clark and his first lady, Pastor Lenore, at the Body of Christ Assembly. Shout out to Pastor Gloria Cheney at the Church of the Master. Shout out to Pastor Emeritus, Bishop Jack Spencer, and his wife, Missionary Rachel Spencer, to their son, Elder Daniel Spencer, and his First Lady, Jaylen Spencer, at the Pilgrim Temple Church. God bless you, one and all. Until next week, live life and live it to the fullest. Y'all take care now. Peace.